2: You're listening to the following on podcast in partnership with the ECB. I'm Mark Nicholas and I've got Jay Dernback and Matt Pryor with me looking back on the third day of the third test between West Indies and England in Grenada. England on the verge of another test match defeat, I'm afraid to have to tell you, finishing the day on 103 for 8, just 10 in front. The West Indies began the day on 232 for 8, England needing two quick wickets, everybody thought they'd get... Two quick wickets, but Joshua Da Silva had other ideas. A superb 100 from the 23-year-old.
1: 96 not out, the lead's 89 for the West Indies. Overton in, gives himself some room again! And he's gone down through long, on for four more. He runs down the wicket with his arms in the air, roaring his delight, a maiden test 100.
2: 297 in the end for West Indies. De Silva finishing unbeaten with exactly 100. That was a lead of 93. When England came into bat, it was another sad story. That is edged and that is out. It couldn't have been simpler.
3: Nicked and gone. Oh, goodness me. He's done it again. Carl Mayers to Joe Root. He's got him twice in
4: the match. It's a really poor shot from England's captain. Oh, he's knocked him over. Left.
2: The ball left by Dan Lawrence. 39 for 4 then, before Johnny Bairstow and Alex Lees led well. Just a brief recovery, but worse was to come. Alzari Joseph comes around, there, we get to big swing. There might be an edge on that. And
3: Joseph goes up, and he's out and cleaned them up. That one, Captain Law.
1: That man again, Carl Mears. This is edged and caught at third slip by Jason Holder. Overton goes fishing. Mears gets his fiver.
2: Matt, this is a bad day for the England cricket team. How bad is it for English cricket? Uh, It's a shocking day. Uh, It it really is. Um,
4: I think that, you know, it it was a poor winter down in Australia. Of course it was at times embarrassing. Um, This is, for me, as bad as it's been, quite frankly. Um, We're not at the Gabba. We're not at the Wacker. We're not playing against the... very strong team and that, look i don't no disrespect to the west indians at all we will get on that and we have to give them credit absolutely but talking about england specifically this is a a shockingly bad day i think we've seen on joe root's face all day in the field and of course when he came out and battered and played a very tired shot sat on the balcony he looks a broken man um and there will be some pretty solemn reflection, I'd imagine, this this evening uh, as England go to bed tonight on the eve of probably another series loss.
2: That's a, a good summary. Uh, Jade, I imagine there's not that much you can add to that, but have a crack.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly echo everything Matty Pryor has said, and I certainly came into this test series with, uh, with some hope. Yes, there were some big decisions made, and... The great test reset was banded around. And unfortunately, from an England fan point of view, um, I hope this isn't the great reset because I don't like what I see. That is for sure. And today is another one of those days. Unfortunately, we've become all too accustomed to it over this winter and we've seen another one of them.
2: You're still involved in the county game. So you see the players, you know the players. Do you think this reflects a lower standard of county cricket?
5: I don't, I don't think county cricket is of a lower standard. Has the game changed in the sense of what do people have to do to be successful on a day-in, day day-out basis in county cricket? Is it the same as test cricket? No, it's not. It certainly isn't. Um, the disparity between first division cricket and second division cricket and what people need to do to get themselves up, does that depict what pitches they play on and what sides they pick? Yes. Now, is that to blame for what's happening in the international phase now? Yes. We have to, we have to admit that. There will be some repercussions for it, but we need to understand where we're at as a team and how long it's actually going to take us to rebuild and create a new team that we can be proud of and be successful. Most importantly, when can we get back to winning ways and how are we going to do that?
2: Okay, interesting. Thank you for that reflection. Uh, It's been a fantastic day for Kyle Mayers. In fact, it's been a fantastic match for Kyle Mayers and we've got him now with Samuel Badry.
3: Kyle Mears, 13 overs, five wickets, nine runs on the back of two
6: wickets in the first innings. How special was that performance so far? I think it was very special for me, you know. um, Actually seeing Josh perform this morning, you know, inspire me. Um, You know, the team always wanted this victory, so the guys decided that we are going to give it our all in this innings, and it just worked out. And what would you attribute to your success today with the ball? Uh, I think making the batsman play as much as possible. I think the pitch, um, obviously, and bounce and, and pace. So straighter deliveries were, were were working for me and I tried to make the basketball play as much as possible.
3: And of course you were also involved in that run out. Tell us a little bit about that innings from Joshua De Silva, getting the lad first test 100.
6: I think it's very special, you know. Um, we actually debuted together in, in Bangladesh and he missed out in the second innings, in the second test. On our tour he scored 90. Um, ever since uh, we wanted him to get his first 100 and today he did it. Uh, he couldn't do it. More special than than today, actually getting it with his best friend. Um, we were sitting on the, on the on the gallery, and we were saying it would have been a special moment for both of them, you know. Um. When you see Josh, you see Jaden, you know, and we also thought that Jayden played a special part in that and it was, it was beautiful, you know, it was very emotional for me as well. Uh, you saw him crying, I actually tried I tried not to cry, you know, it was very, very good for him.
3: Emotional indeed. And your inclusion in this test match, we haven't seen you feature in the previous two. It has proven to be quite decisive thus far. Your feelings about being included in
6: this game? I mean, um, it's, it's a team effort, you know, um, actually not getting to play the, the first few um just because the whole team was structured um i just waited my turn you know and and opportunity present itself in this game and i tried to take it and we haven't seen
3: home fans too often in this series particularly in bridgetown and in antigua but a
6: lot of home fans in here today how much does that mean to you guys i think it is it's very good you know uh, as you said in antigua Um, It was it was like playing in England and in Barbados was the same, you know. Um, Very 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 thankful for the support here in Grenada. And we can hear them blaring away in the
3: background. Well played today, Calmiers. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, great interview with, obviously, a fabulous guy. I love his attitude. I love the way he was so pleased for his colleague and, obviously, a close mate, uh, Josh De Silva. And I love the fact that he didn't sort of prey on England at all. He he just delighted in in the West Indies having had a a very good time of it. There's no doubt. There's one answer there, isn't it? I tried to make them play as much as I could. I mean, how simple is that?
4: Very simple and very effective, uh, as we've seen. Um, I also really I I also enjoyed um, Josh Josh De Silva's interview yesterday and the one thing that, that stands out for me is how much they're enjoying each other's success as much as their own and of course they will love it and everyone's striving to have individual performances that they can be proud of it's how much it means to all the individuals in the dressing room sitting there watching for their teammates to go out and achieve and beat England. You know, still everyone wants to beat England and, and that's what they're doing. The other thing as well, as much as we love, we will always talk about the Barmy Army and the support that England gets around the world, which is absolutely fantastic, to get local support back in the stands at, in the West Indies is so important and it's great to see that um, they were there today.
2: And that was pointed out too by mayors, actually, that it was highly relevant. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about the... The technique aspect, um, just come back to where we were. Um, you know, the, the, the highlight for me in De Silva's 100 was his method. He's a very organised player and he played very straight. His feet moved nicely. Would you say that because of all the things you explained, how you can now make a living, the short form and all those things, would you say that generally, say from when you first bowled in first-class cricket to now, techniques are less efficient?
5: It's hard to argue that point, isn't it, Mark, in the sense of the numbers don't lie what guys are coming into the side averaging these days I I think that's got to be a very real factor and certainly in the sense of from a bowling point of view the more shots batters play at you certainly outside the off stump the greater chance you have of of getting wickets and the white ball and the, the incorporation of T20 cricket has certainly made players a lot more positive what we've seen from a West Indies point of view which I'm sure in, in the recent past, we haven't seen too much of but we've got two guys here in Craig Brathwaite, the new West Indies captain, and the new starlet of West Indies cricket, Joshua De Silva, really have a method about how they play, and they're willing to face a number of deliveries to give themselves the best possible chance to score runs. And the easiest way to do that is when bowlers are coming back for their th- third and fourth spell when the ball is old. There's only one way you can do that, Mark, and that is spending time at the crease.
2: Uh, Marcus Triscothic has just been interviewed and said, um, they all know it wasn't good enough, and we take ownership for it. There were good moments in the first two tests. Don't judge the whole series on today. Um, we probably can't, for some technical reason, get that interview at the moment. But it, you know, the, the thing is that, by definition, there's a siege mentality about a dressing room. And and these guys are in a corner here. They they know that we're analysing them, all of us, wherever we may be. Um, and you tend, I mean, you, it, it's very hard to be critical of your own, isn't it? It is. And and as you say, that
4: that dressing room, those guys, no one, no one will be. One of, my, one of my pet hates when I played was when the press and people like us would say they just don't care. No one in the world right now will be hurting more then those players, those England players, sat in the dressing room. And they will have to support each other. They will have to front up to the press, which will be tough. But they can't start throwing everyone under the bus. So that's the kind of comment that you would expect. I don't agree with it because this is not a new thing. We're not judging this by this innings. We're judging it by what we've seen over the last two years with England batting. These are not new technical issues. That's the point. Th- this is it's
2: Root-dependent unless Stokes has a big day. Right. and the question Or like besto.
4: Yeah. And th- so Stokes, bearstow Root. And the question you ask about technique, who is hands down England's best batter and the best batsman in the world, Joe Root? Does he bat on off stump? No. Does he have a simple method? Yes. Why, why would you not look at him and go, why don't I just do that? Why am I batting on off stump? coming up with trying to complicate the game. It's been around for hundreds Just of years. Just
2: give a, a brief explanation to the uninitiated why it's such a problem to bat an off stump. Okay, so, so this is <laughs> it's kind of
4: a new theory, and it's def- uh, young players defend it to the hilts as well. I mean, absolutely, they absolutely won't have it any other way. So what, what batsmen tend to do now is they move, usually uh, orthodox guard for a right handed batsman would be on either two legs in between middle and leg, or a middle stump guard. And then your trigger movement, whether it be back and across or stand still, would take your body and certainly your head across off stump and your right eye in line with off stump. And why that's important is the first thing you do in batting, particularly in long format cricket, is you need to know where your stumps are, and in particular, your off stump. And you talk about, and Ricky Ponting, the great Ricky Ponting, always spoke about owning channel, making sure that you are dominating channel because that's where the bowler wants to bowl. And a couple of batsmen have found it trick English batsmen think, okay, well, if I want to dominate the channel and therefore leave well, know where my off stump is and not fend at balls outside the off stump and therefore risk edging behind, I'm going to now move across from middle to off stump and bat on off stump and look to hit the ball back past the bowler, which is great in theory. However, you then have to execute that. And what we're finding with, with these guys or what we're seeing in reality, is they are still playing at the ball outside of stump. In fact, they're playing at balls that are even wider, getting dragged across, still edging to the slips because they're now looking to hit wide balls too straight, a la Zach Crawley today, for anyone that sees, sees the highlights and how he got dismissed. Or, because they're now losing where their off stump is, bowlers are able to bowl straighter, and they're missing it, and it's out getting out LBW. All right, OBW. All
2: right. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, the, the, in the truth is that shot selection is not good, and they're playing at wide balls, and off stump guard and an off stump set position makes you play at even wider balls, and that that's a, that's a way to sum all that up. I, I <laughs> here's a question for you: Do the guys sleep tonight, or does Joe Root? I, I mean, I know everybody's different. Michael Vaughan told me that in the six weeks of the Ashes of 2005, he, he didn't think he really got a full night's sleep in any, in any night of that whole six weeks.
4: I don't think Joe Root will sleep tonight. I don't know about anyone else, but, but Joe Root looks to me like a man with some big decisions to make. And, and you know, I, the question's been asked, is is he a captain under pressure? Of course he is. Whenever you captain your country under pressure, particularly if you're losing. But I think the question Joe will be asking himself is, do I want this? anymore do do I need this anymore I've given it a good go um, but I might not be the man for the job
2: Jade
5: (laughs) yeah it's uh I don't suppose that Joe Root's bedroom is going to be a particularly comfortable place this evening and I I feel really sorry for him because one as we've said we, we know him personally played with him played against him we know the kind of guy he is and how much he cares and how passionate he is but unfortunately sat with his England captaincy hat on this evening it's not going to be a comfortable place
2: Oh, we also know what pride he has in his own play of course which is difficult so we feel for him for sure got to, to finish with I've got some cracking stats here about Kyle Mayers, currently the second cheapest five wicket haul against England in the history of test match cricket, 6 for 7 by Scott Boland for the Australians uh, just the other day really, the Melbourne Creek round, the Boxing Day test <laughs> 6 for 7 Scott Boland got against England, now Myers has, Mayers has 5 for 9 um there's some good names there. Tim Murta, five for thirteen for Ireland at Lords. Dennis Lilly, Michael Holding, Kimar Roach. <laughs> wow. Kyle Mayers. So that's the story. Uh today um Jost made a hundred a uh, uh, hundred that we'll long remember for its for its application and relevance to the situation in which he found himself in the match for a twenty-three year old wicket keeper batsman making his name in the game against England with some stars in their team, names like Stokes and Root, and, and he just played magnificently. He resisted everything that was thrown at him and went uh, cruising, really, from 80 to 100. And then Carl Mayers, who took five English wickets to cause yet another collapse, And uh, it surely uh, secures victory for West Indies tomorrow, you'd say. Um, So that's that. As it currently stands, Mayers has made 37% of his career runs in one match and taken 35% of his career tally in another. Blimey, that's not long, is it? Kyle Mayers is the man of the afternoon and evening after Joshua De Silva was the man in the morning. We'll see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, we look back at today. (coughs)
1: Down the leg side and appeal. He's caught. He's strangled down the leg side. Sakib Mahmoud gets a bit of luck.
2: That is close to LBW. Surely. Sure what? Well, he must have hit that then. We're looking at the replay here. Ah, oh, we're going to have a bit of, yep, it's hitting. I thought it might be. Ha, 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 he should have given it out. The lead's 89 for the West Indies.
1: Overton in, gives himself some room again, and he's gone down through long, on for four more. He runs down the wicket with his arms in the air, roaring his delight. A maiden test hundred, a scream of pleasure Almost disbelief.
6: I think the emotion said it all. Tears just came to my eyes instantaneously. Bolson awesome.
2: gets that up. air that's yes, brilliant. A caught bowl by Joe Root. Smashed back at him by Seals, who throws his head back, and Root's done it. And he'll be very pleased, very relieved, and frankly, uh, very disappointed with the morning because it's very much West Indies morning. That is edged and that is out. It couldn't have been simpler. An outswinger that Crawley drives at pays the price. It's very predictable, I'm afraid. Is there a sense that Joe Root might be batting for his captaincy? Yes, is the answer, simple answer. Nicked and gone. Oh, goodness me, he's done it again. Karl Mayers
4: to Joe Root. He's got him twice in the match. It's a really poor shot from England's captain. Really poor. That's shocking. Oh, he's knocked him over. Left, the ball left
2: by Dan Lawrence. Three down now, England. It really is trouble time here in Grenada. That might be an edge. Yes, it is. Ben Stokes leaving the ball alone outside off stumped. Has edged it. It's run off his... Blade or edge or something, but what a way to go. I really
4: believe where we're at right now is we have to be honest, and the players are just not good enough. Te-
2: technically,
1: Azari Joseph comes around there, we get to big swing, there might be an edge on that. And Joseph goes up, and
2: he's out, and Besto is out while well, he was looking for those shots. This is astonishing batting
1: for me. Whips this off his hip, does pen folks to one of the. Field is out the boundary, Kyle Mayers comes around, they come back for two, I tell you what, that's not far away, I think he's just got in, but they're going upstairs and the West Indians think they have run out, Ben Folk's coming back for a
4: two, Joe Root has his head in his hands, he cannot believe what he's just seen. And I agree with the West Indians, I think he's struggling here, honestly, I, I'm kind of in disbelief here,
3: fighting for a test match, fighting for a series. And clean them up, that one kept low. That man again, Carl Mayers, and the offstop goes for a walk, and the stubborn resistance from Alex Lees comes to an end. This
1: is edged and caught at third slip by Jason Holder. Overton goes fishing, Mayers gets his five for England lose their eighth. How has it come to this?